Hello, hello, and welcome to The Big Reveal with me, Dorothy Coombson. Here we are, my brand new podcast, and I really hope you're not sat there side-eyeing me going, literally, Coombson, does the world need another podcast? And I will say to that, yes, yes, the world does. And you know why? Because there is so much stuff out there. There is so much, so many books, so many TV shows, films, podcasts, stuff. And it's really hard to navigate through all of it. And I, um, I've i always found that the best way to find out about the things that I might like through all the stuff that's out there is by getting recommendations from people I like and trust. And I really hope that you like and trust me because I have decided to curate all the stuff that's out there in the hopes that it will give you... Uh, a new line of stuff to read, watch, listen to, um, do, actually. Um, yeah, because I think there's so much stuff that I really enjoy and I really like to share it with you. And I'm hoping that some of it is stuff that you don't know about. And so you'll tune in and find out about new stuff, new programs, new podcasts, new films, new theatre um, shows that you'll find interesting. New books, obviously new books, and um, all wrapped up in this lovely show called The Big Reveal. Um, and at the end of every episode, what I'll be doing is revealing the book that I have decided to put on my Big Reveal book club list. Um, they're always going to be really good books, books that I've really loved and enjoyed, and I'm really hoping that you will enjoy too. So um, every episode, I'll be going through the books that I'm reading, the stuff that I've been sent, and the stuff I've watched, the stuff that lives rent-free in my head, and I'll also be talking a little about the things that I've been up to, what I've been doing, and um, the things that are really getting on my nerves, and the things that are making me happy. Yeah, basically, I'm going to show you my world, and I hope from it, you will find something interesting, something that you can go off and um, investigate some more. And if you don't, but I really hope you do, but if you, if in the unlikely event that you don't find something that interests you or piques your interest do email me using the email in the show notes um, and tell me the stuff that you do like and the stuff that I might like and the stuff that people listening might be interested in um, yeah I really want this to be an interactive podcast where it feels like we're having a chat and you tell me stuff and I tell you stuff so yeah like I say, use the email address in the show notes. Um, I'm on all the social media platforms and I've also got 
a website, which is www.dorothycoomson.co.uk. And um, yeah, please come on, join in with me. And I think we could have a really good time together. So should we get on with it then? Okay, let's start with what I am reading. What I'm reading at the moment is called Until Proven Innocent by Nicola Williams. Um, I've had this book on my bookshelf for quite a long time. Um, it was, as you'll find out later on, I get sent a lot of books. And um, the reason why I get sent a lot of books, when I am somebody who loves to buy books, it is, that is one of my favourite things to do. But the reason why I get sent a lot of books is because the way the publishing world works is like this. They think if you see, um, if you read a book by somebody and you like that book, for example, if you read a Dorothy Coombson book and you like it, and then you go on to see that Dorothy Coombson has read another book and she likes it, you think maybe, hey, because I liked her book, I think I might like this book. And, you know, I think it's it's worked for a long time, so it must work. It must um, it's been going for a long time, so it must work. So I get sent a lots of books, and this is a book I was sent quite a while ago, and it's been sitting on my bookshelf because I've had so much other stuff to do. I wish I had more time to read, but I unfortunately don't. And when I was sent this, I was in the middle of writing every smile you fake, so I just had no time to sit down and read it. But when I finished, I picked it up and I am very glad that I did. I have to say that. Um, first of all, let me go back and read to you the blurb. OK, it goes something like this. Lee Mitchell is a young barrister from a working class Caribbean background in the cutthroat environment of the courtroom. Everything is stacked against her. On her doorstep in South London, the 15-year-old son of the pastor at the local black church is shot and the local community is shattered. All evidence is pointing to infamously corrupt racist police officer Sergeant Jack Lambert as the irredeemable suspect. His own boss, rebel turned copper Danny Wallace, is certain he is guilty. Against her will, Lee is strong-armed into defending him. With cries of Black Lives Matter echoing in the streets, Lee is at the centre of the turmoil as lies, anger and mistrust spiral out of control. With the line between her personal and professional life becoming increasingly blurred, Lee keeps asking herself the same question. How can she defend the indefensible? And like I said, I am so glad I got the chance to pick this book up because it is so good. I'm really enjoying it. I can't... I find it really hard to find what, ironically, I find it hard to find more positive words than I enjoyed it. But enjoy seems to kind of encapsulate what I mean, because it's such a good read. I mean, I'm only partway through, but the characters are great. I love Lee Mitchell. She's um, this woman who's, she's quite, she's, she's complicated. She's worked really hard to get to where she has in her career. But she still has lots of struggles along the way and she has people dismissing her or putting her down. But also she's in that conflict of somebody who's done really well, but still lives amongst the community, the poor, poorer community that she grew up in. And obviously when this 
all this starts and you kind of get more and more into the story, you are kind of, you're right there with her dilemma. What does she do? Because these are people she's lived amongst all her life and with her mum as well. Um, But she has to do her job. So how does she balance that? I um, I think all of us can can understand sort of like the turmoil of not knowing what to do for the right thing, that what well, how to do the right thing, um, in any situation. And she is properly in this in a really strong and terrible dilemma. Um, the other character, Danny Wallace, have a bit of a crush on Danny. Um, well Wallace, I like him, and that's not just because. There's a character in My Other Husband called Wallace. I mean, they're very different. And he's Danny Wallace. And my character is called uh, Wallace Price. But, you know, the Wallace connection. And I, yeah, I quite have a bit of a crush on him. He's another person who's quite complex. And he clearly has a lot of secrets. And I think I think I know a couple of his secrets. But, you know, I'm going to see if find out if I'm right. And, um... Lee's partner, he is really, oh, he's he's a nice, another nice guy, but there's stuff going on with him, so I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to finding out how where their story goes, because obviously there's a lot of conflict. Um, I suspect I know what's going to happen, but I don't know for certain. So um, I'm looking forward to finding out if I'm right. I will tell you if I am right. But I'll always say I'm right. I will not spoiler it for you because spoiling stuff is just terrible. It's a terrible practice and I don't think anyone should do it. Um, That was what I meant to tell you. Um, I was meant to tell you that Nicola Williams, who wrote the book, who wrote Until Proven Innocent, is actually a criminal barrister and um, judge. So when you're reading this book, you know that she's writing about it from a really authentic place so I don't think this is her life story or anything like that but I do think that when she writes about the things the sort of the things you don't even think about that might be happening behind the scenes before a trial happens or before a lawyer gets the case she knows what she's talking about so she adds um real authenticity to um to the book and to the story so um yeah I just thought I'd mention that because I found that very interesting I actually met her once a while back um last October I think it was that I met her um and um she came to an event that I did with a few other black authors and um yeah she's been doing it a long time well she's been a lawyer and judge for a long time but she's also been writing for a long time but this is only her second book I think anyway I found her really interesting and I um that's one of the reasons why I was really keen to read her book and I'm really glad that I managed to get the chance to pick it up yeah that's um that's what I'm reading I'm it's kind of a bit more gangstery than I thought than I usually pick up um most of the sort of gangstery type books gangstery gritty I usually just hand them straight to my husband because he loves all that tv shows films books he loves reading all those things I'm not so much but having said that this that sort of gritty side of it of it isn't overtly there in this book so it's not um it's not putting me off at all I'm actually really enjoying that element of it so yeah I'm really enjoying it like I say um lots of good um lots of good story setting and 
character building and world building, as they call it. Um, yeah, so I'll let you know next time how I get on with it. Um, don't forget, if you manage to pick it up and have a read, do let me know. Do let me know what you um, think. You can finish it before me. I don't mind. Um, if you've already read it, let me know. Do email me via the um, email address in the show notes because I would love to know what you thought and um, who your favourite characters were, what your favourite scene was. Yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. I love talking about books with people, you know, when they've read it, obviously. Um, so, yeah, if you've read it or you intend to, do let me know and hopefully we can talk about it sometime in the future. Okay, that is... Until Proven Innocent by Nicola Williams, and it's available ebook, hardback, audiobook, and it'll be out in paperback at some point soon, I'd imagine. Okay, now we are moving on to what I am watching. Um, I'm going to think of some really good, clever sort of names for these sections but maybe what Dorothy saw maybe that's a bit um what Dorothy saw is a bit too on the nose as they say anyway I will think of some really good um headings for this um as as time goes on but what I am watching right now is oh my goodness oh my goodness me I cannot emphasize the oh my goodness me of this enough I have just been I have just discovered I should say um couples therapy on the BBC iPlayer and it has me in a chokehold I am not kidding um I'm obviously always I've always been fascinated about psychology which is why I studied it at college um I studied psychology and media at university when I went to university in Leeds the first time around and Obviously, it doesn't hurt that the current book I'm writing, Every Smile You Fake, is about a therapist and a profiler. Um, so, obviously, it's kind of helping for the background colour. But, oh my goodness, I'm not joking when I tell you I cannot stop watching this programme. I've had to kind of put a more, you know, put an end to it because I was literally sitting there and not writing because I was so fascinated all the couples, all the couples are messed up people. I'm not just talking about their relationship with each other, just their relationship with life in general. They are messed up people. And um, and you, you can totally see why they are in therapy. But, um, but, you know, the therapist, she ain't all that either. She has got some issues as well. There's this one couple, okay, um, they're called Anna and Mao. And from the moment they're on the screen, you kind of go, yeah, Mao, he's bad vibes. And he is proper bad vibes. But the worst part about it is, yeah, he has basically, I mean, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to spoil it properly for you, but I'm just going to mention this. He has managed to get the therapist into a position where she is kind of pandering to him and often throwing poor Annie under the bus. And you know what? From when I first opened, when I first started watching, I was like, Annie, you need to walk, lady. You just need to pack up your bags and you need to walk. I don't think she will because I'm only four episodes in. But you know what? 
I really, really, really wish she would. Anyway, um, yeah, and I'm I'm like I keep side eyeing the what's it called the therapist because seriously, some of the things she says, it's mainly Annie and Mal that she's got an issue with. The other couples, she's actually very good and balanced, but with Annie and Mal, and then you discover why a bit later on, um, why she is like that. But my goodness. That was just my, and in case you heard that in the background, that was just my phone um, thingy going off. So I should probably turn it on to silent mode. It usually is on silent mode. Don't know why it wasn't just then. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so couples therapy, you need to watch it. I need somebody to talk to about it. Because you know what, my husband, I can't get him to watch that. But I need somebody to, to, to talk to about it. So please, if you can. If it's in any way vaguely interesting to you, click on the iPlayer and get it up and get some episodes down your neck because I need to, somebody to talk to about it. And I, I'm hoping some of you lot out there will kind of help me out with that because I need to talk to somebody about this. Um, okay, the blurb is called on the iPlayer BBC website. It says, Couples Therapy. The four couples are introduced to therapist Dr. Orna, I can't say her surname, but Dr. Orna. Annie and Mal revisit a traumatic birthday. Deshaun is fed up with with fed up with Elaine. Sarah wants a baby, but Lauren isn't ready. And Evelyn and Alan make a painful decision. And like I say, all of these couples, all of these couples need help. And I don't think just in the couple's room they need help. They need help in other ways. But it's fascinating, really, really fascinating. And you know what? Watching this has made me wonder if I should have maybe gone down the therapist route because I, like I say, I did psychology and I did psychology because I find people fascinating. And at a certain point in my life, I had to make the choice between whether I was going to become a writer, a journalist, or if I was going to become a if I was going to pursue psychology, I probably, if I'd pursued psychology at that point, I probably wouldn't have decided to become a therapist. I would have probably become a psychology lecturer or something. But, you know, I I do wonder if I should have gone down the therapist route because one of the things about writing this book, which I found really fascinating, is how fascinating the whole world of psychology is. Um, and my main character... Um, called Kez she's um, a profiler as well as a therapist and um, she's just I really really enjoy her because I love writing messed up characters if you've read any of my books you know that I love writing messed up characters but Kez is probably the pinnacle of messed up but she's a good person she's a good person but you know what <laughs> I can't wait for you to read it because if you thought that Cleo in My Other Husband was um, unreliable and um, messed up and does some morally strange things, you're going to be flawed by flawed, Kez. Oh, that was a good, that was a good uh, thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But um, for this book, for writing... Every Smiley Fake, I spoke to a um, profiler and therapist and she gave me so much 
really good information. I absolutely love talking to her. Her name is um, Leslie McAvoy. And she, on her little signature, she's got behavioural analyst, psychotherapist and author. And she writes um, crime books as well. So do check out her books. I haven't read any of her books yet, but I am going to once I finish writing this book. Um, Because I can only read one book at a time and I'm already reading a book at the moment. Um, But um, yeah, I love talking to Leslie. She, She gave me some really fascinating insights into what it's like being a therapist and also a profiler. So if you um if you want to pick up one of her books, do um do so and let me know how um let me know what um what you think of them because I'm I'm I want to I like I say I will be reading some in the future but I haven't got the time to read them at the moment. Um anyway like I say watch couples therapy if you can I need someone to talk to about it. Um once, if you do, if you do get a couple of episodes down your neck, do um, email me. Email address, as always, is are in the show notes, and we can have a chat. Okay. Okay. So let's um, let's talk about what I'm listening to. So I'm a bit of a late adopter of podcasts. I have friends who have been listening to podcasts for years and years and years. I remember my friend Sharon, whenever we went anywhere um, and we stayed over, she would put on a podcast um, just before bed to listen to while she fell asleep. And um, I was never one of those people. I was always somebody who had a book in their hand. Um, And um, that's not to say Sharon didn't have books in her hand. She did. But I'm just saying... I was, I am a late adopter of podcasts. I know I have my other podcast, The Happy Author. Check it out if you're an aspiring author. It's very helpful in demystifying the publishing process for you. Um, but yes, I have become a hardcore listener of podcasts. Um, I usually listen to them on the Sunday morning when I do my cleaning. It takes me about an hour and a half to do my cleaning, which is the perfect time for a podcast or audiobook but usually Sunday mornings are podcasting um listening to moments so um the ones that I've I'm gonna go through the ones that I've been finding really helpful I might actually repeat them if I found a particular episode really helpful so um one that I've been listening to for quite a lot and as with all things, as I say, it was recommended to me by my sister, actually, because she'd been listening to um, to this his pod- this podcast for a while. And then um, her husband ran into the person who runs the podcast in the shop, apparently, and um, went up to him and had a good chat with him. Um, is Liv... Sorry, let me... Let me find the proper title for it because um, I keep calling it different things. <laughs> Every time I talk about it, I call it something different. So I will find the proper title. And the proper title is Feel Better, Live More with Dr. Chatterjee. And um, he has a podcast which is all about health, um, mental health, physical health, emotional health. And he um, interviews different health experts on various subjects. I think he's written five or six books um, and he narrates them for audiobook. But let me read you the blurb about him. Okay. 
My goal is to empower you to become the architect of your own health. I believe that when we are healthier, we are happier because when we feel better, we live more. My Feel Better, Live More is the number one health podcast in the UK and Europe. One and a half million people watch and listen every week. I want to empower you to become the architect of your own health because when we feel better, we live more. A new episode is released every Wednesday and a short, shorter bite-sized episode is released every Friday. I hope you enjoy listening. And I am enjoying listening, Dr. Chatterjee. I have to say this. I, I do enjoy um, listening to him. He, ha- he speaks to lots of really fascinating people and different subjects that bring up different aspects of health. And I, f- I found a lot of the episode really helpful, um, just really enlightening to stuff that is quite easy to implement into your into your life, some of them. Um, one of the um, most recent ones, which I found really fascinating and helpful, was an interview with um, a doctor called um, Dr. Mindy Peltz. And she's an expert in hormonal health, but she focuses on um, fasting as, as well as as well as hormones and how they interact with each other. Um, the episode focuses a lot on her new book called, I think it's something like Fast Like a Girl, but it's a lot about the female cycle. And even if you have no f- interest in fasting, it's actually really, really fascinating. And I didn't actually realize a lot of the stuff that she says. And I think it's stuff that people should really know. People who have periods should really know. And um, whether you're young and you're just having your periods or if you're like me, getting towards the end of the period life um, in perimenopause or if you're in menopause, the stuff she says about fasting and your physiological health and how you can take control sounds like I'm, I'm being sort of like aggressive about it. But no, it's kind of like... If you know stuff, you can manage it better. If you know stuff, because, you know, um, apparently you shouldn't really do the same exercise every day throughout the whole cycle. You need to vary it because your body has different needs. It's producing different hormones and it's using different hormones in different ways at various times of the month. So what you need to do is adjust your food and adjust your exercise to kind of fit that to help your body along um, in making the different hormones that run your body. Um, like I say, I found it really fascinating and I and it made a lot of sense actually to have it all spelt out like that for the first time ever, I suppose. It made a lot of sense why, you know, certain times of the month I could not I could never eat chocolate again and then other times of the month I really really crave chocolate and there's a particular reason for that and other times of the month I really crave fizzy drinks um all I want to do is drink fizzy drinks and other times of the month I don't even look at them and she explains all of this and you can't get the full info from her book in the podcast but she gives you so much info and I just found it really fascinating and really helpful so um and this is the sort of thing that you kind of I think all people need to know but 
you know, men, women, non-binary, trans men, trans women. I think everybody needs to know this stuff because it's about people and, you know, and how you relate to the world. So if you get a chance, do give that episode, do give that episode a listen. Um, because like I say, I find it really fascinating, really helpful. Um, and I'm going to try and implement some of the stuff she said, because I think it will really make a difference to certain things, certain health challenges um, that I experience throughout the month. Um, yeah, so that's, um, what was it? I've done it again. I can't remember the name of the podcast. For some reason, I have this mental block about the name of the podcast. So feel better, live more with Dr. Chatterjee. It's wherever you get your podcasts. Someone is trying to frame me for murder, but I can't prove I'm innocent. I'd have to confess about my other husband. My Other Husband, the latest gripping thriller from Dorothy Coombson, the queen of the big reveal. Had me gripped from the beginning, says Jandela Benson. Kia Abdullah says, clever, unnerving and utterly compulsive. The final few chapters left me breathless. And Vic Hope says you're going to love it. My Other Husband, out now in paperback. Okay, and now we've got to this section of the podcast that I think I'm going to call Get In The Bin. Um, This is where I just kind of have a little bit of a vent about things that are going on in the world. So if you don't want to hear it, you might be best off just skipping on 30 seconds, a minute, um, to the positive thing, because I'm going to start off with the negative and then get on to the positive. So, yes. What do I think should get in the bin right now? Now, there are a lot of things. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I'm not going to say everything, but I'm going to find one thing at the moment that I think should really just get in the bin. And I'm going to say it is those adverts on telly that tell us it'll take 30 seconds to switch things off and it will save us money. Now, I am not averse to this. I think everyone should switch things off that they're not using. It's good for the environment. And yes, it may well save you money. But you know what? What it's not going to do? It's not going to save me the extra thousand pounds that I need a year to pay my bills. And that I really resent, really resent the adverts for kind of pretending that me doing that is going to make any difference to how much money is just being lifted out of my wallet, out of my bank balance to pay the huge, huge profits of the fuel companies, the energy companies. Um, about a year ago, the household energy cap was around 1,300. And at that time, we were all going, how is that going to play out? How are we going to afford that? And now, today, it's 2,500. That's an extra 1,200. So forgive me. I mean, math isn't my strongest suit. I have got better over the past couple of years, but it's not my strongest suit. I will admit that. But I don't see how switching off a couple of plugs 
and only using three rooms in my house is going to equate to an extra thousand, £1,200 a year to pay my fuel bill. And that's just the fuel bill. That's not taking into account how much food has gone up, how much mortgage interest rates have gone up. Everything has gone up. And none of us have got huge pay rises. Um, so, yeah, I, I really dislike that advert. Especially because when I think about the profits, the profits, the huge profits these energy companies are making. And, um, and they're making billions. You know, when I did the um, Science Prize, I, I was a judge on the Science Prize a few years back. And one of the books we would, I had to read was about numbers and how the perception of numbers is very different to the reality of numbers. So he, the person who wrote the book was explaining that people think because millions and billions rhymes that they're in any shape or form the same and they are so vastly different. The, the difference between them is huge and they explained it like this. If you put... If you counted up to a million, it would be the equivalent of 14 days. That is about a million seconds, okay? 14 days. Billions is 32 years, years. Millions, 14 days. Billions, 32 years. Exactly, years. So not two weeks, years. 32 years and that is the equivalent that's the difference in profit that these people have made they've made billions and billions of pounds of profit while at the same time forcing bailiffs forcing their ways into people's homes to fit in prepaid meters so that they can pay these ridiculously high fuel bills so yeah I'm happy with those adverts shall we say and I absolutely want them to get in the bin because you know I'm I'm just not having it I'm just not agreeing I'm just every time it comes on tv I just want to say do you know what that's not going to give me the extra money I need to pay my bills so yeah let's leave it there shall we that advert that tells me that I've got 30 seconds I suppose if, if I was if I was smart, I could possibly work out how much that is in millions, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that advert, every time it comes on TV, I just need it to get in the bin. Okay, now that I've been saying what I'm mad about, let me talk about what I'm glad about. And what I'm glad about is that I finally got around to doing this podcast because I have been talking about it for months, literally months, because I started this process way back when, probably October, September, October, really, really long time ago. But I'm finally recording the first episode and I'm really, really pleased about that. Um, this is all part of my um, my issue um, that I have with having to make sure everything's perfect. I've always been one somebody who wants everything to be really, really perfect before I send it off, before I, you know, before I launch it into the world 
or before I send a book in or before I send an article in, it's going to be perfect and nothing is ever going to be perfect. And so what ends up happening is I spend so much time constantly trying to make this thing perfect that I actually don't ever do anything. So I've been over the past couple of years, I have actually been trying to rein myself in a bit, trying to sort of say to myself, 95% is good enough. 90% is good enough and that I need to launch it a lot of the time. You just need to launch it and then you can tweak it. But if you never launch it, you never know what needs changing. So it will never be perfect. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad that I'm doing this podcast. It may not work, but it might. And I'm hoping that there are people out there who want to listen to this and who want to engage. Um, I hope that person is you. And I hope that you will be using the email address that is in the show notes um, to get in touch and tell me, tell me what else you want to hear. Um, tell me what you've been watching, listening to, reading, doing even. Um, I've been to the theatre a couple of times recently, which is not like me. But um, I have enjoyed that. So, yeah, even if it's something you've bought, let me know what you've been buying. Because, I mean, I haven't been buying very much recently, apart from um, five litre tins of oil, because it's cheaper than to buy, keep going back to the shop to buy um, individual bottles. So, um, yeah, let me know what you've been up to. And um, hopefully we can get some good chats going on the, on the Big Reveal podcast. So yes, glad face, well and truly engaged. And um, yeah, thank you for listening so far. I haven't finished yet. There's still more to come. But anyway, I just want to say thank you at this stage for listening if you've got this far. And and I really hope, like I say, that you want to be a part of it by emailing me or messaging me through whatever social media thing that you connect with me on. Now we've come to the emotional part of this podcast, which I am calling, I've got a book for that at the moment. Now, if I could sing, well, I can sing, but not very well. So I would have, I thought up this really cool theme tune, which I might, if I'm a bit braver, a bit later on, sing it. Um, but anyway, or I might find someone good to, who could sing to sing it. Anyway, let's go on to... I've got a book for that, The Problem Page with a Difference. Now, each episode, I will be reading out a problem sent to me by a reader or a listener, and I will be recommending a book that will be able to help them with their problem. Um, I want all sorts of problems. If you've got a problem and no one else can help, don't go to the A-team, come to Dorothy, because she's probably got a book for that. Um, and this episode's letter is this dear Dorothy I hope you don't mind me writing to you about a problem I have that you might be able to help me with I am married to a wonderful woman who writes books for a living and who I have a brilliant relationship with we only really have one major area of contention when we watch a tv series together I fall asleep during an episode. This means the next night 
we have to start again from where I fell asleep, which is all good, but also means if we start the next episode, I fall asleep again part way in. It happens a lot and it annoys my wife to have to watch a series like that because it's so broken up. The solution isn't for me to stay up later. I'm usually up with the dogs at 5am and then start work at 6. My wife is more of a night owl who writes into the small hours, so staying up late is nothing new to her. Do you have an answer to my problem? Do you have a book for that? From Dr. K. Brighton. Dear Dr. K, first of all, let me say how wonderful and understanding, caring and beautiful your wife sounds. I would really love to meet her. Um, yes, your problem. I do actually have a book for that. I would recommend that you read um, my book, My Other Husband. Once you've read the book, you'll be so worried about what she has possibly got up to in her life, in her past, that you'll never sleep again. And there, there you go. You'll be able to stay up till the end of time watching as many TV dramas as you both want. I hope that's been helpful. If you've got a problem a bit like Dr. K or not at all like Dr. K, feel free to drop me a line. The email is in the show notes. So you can drop me a line with your problem and I will see. I will do my best to find if I have got a book for that. I generally will have, I promise you. Well, I promise you I'll try. And that's probably what I should say. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, let's move on to um, the things that people have sent me. I have, I get, as I, I think I mentioned before, I get a lot of books sent to me, and um, and that's one of my another one of my toxic traits is that I don't open my posts very often, so they kind of pile up in the corridor. I have always been like this. I have to admit, I have always been like this. Anyway, I've opened some of them now, and I'm going to tell you about what's dropped into my um my post box so the first one is called bad men by julie may cohen who i do actually know um and the blurb reads like this saffy huntley oliver is beautiful charming rich and in her spare time she's a serial killer for the past 15 years she's been hunting down and killing bad men rapists murderers domestic abusers. As a hobby, it's not as Instagrammable as baking, but at least it's better for your thighs. The problem is that it's hard to sustain a healthy, balanced, heterosexual relationship when you're expecting to have to kill your boyfriend at any moment. She has lost her faith in mankind. That's why she's decided to look for a good man instead, preferably one who shares her interests. John DeRossiers, with his campaigning podcast, Perfect bone structure and adorably messy hair could be just the guy for her. As a creator of a hugely popular true crime podcast, he has to delve deep into the psyches of murderers, though he's always been on the side of justice. So begins a tale of obsession as Safi uses every trick in the book to get her man, 
regardless of the cost to human life. I'm liking the sound of this, actually. It's a, it's a debut thriller from the million-copy best-selling author Julie Cohen, who writes other types of books, and those are the books I know her for. So, um, yeah, they've sent me this to see what I think, and I'm quite looking forward to trying it, dipping in. If you've read it, you've, if you've managed to get your hands on a proof copy um, before it's published, it's published on the 20th of July. Sorry, I should have said that. Published on the 20th of July by Zafray Books. If you manage to, have managed to get your hands on a copy, do let me know what you think. Or if you do, if you're listening to this way in the future, past the 20th of July, and um, you've read it, let me know what you think as well. Um, yes, so that's that one. The next one I've got through my inbox is, well, my post box is The Ghost Ship by Kate Moss. And um, the blurb for that reads, Piracy, romance, revenge. Across the seas of the 17th century, two seafarers are forced to fight for their lives. The sequel to The City of Tears, this ghost ship is the third novel in the Burning Chambers from best-selling author Kate Moss. The Barbary Coast, 1621. A mysterious vessel floats silently on the water. It is known only as the ghost ship. For months, it has hunted pirates to liberate those enslaved by corsairs, manned by the courageous crew of mariners from Italy and France, Holland and the Canary Islands. But the bravest among them are not who they seem. The states could not be higher. If arrested, they could be hanged for their crimes. Can they survive the journey and escape their fate? A sweeping and epic love story ranging from France in 1610 to Amsterdam and the Canary Islands in the 1620s. The Ghost Ship is a thrilling novel of adventure and buccaneering, love and revenge, stolen fortunes and hidden secrets on the high seas. Most of all, it is a tale of, a defiant, women, of defiant women in a man's world. Ooh, that sounds really good as well. Um, when's that available? That is published on the 6th of July 2023 so um, hopefully um, I'll be able to well I've got a copy so if you want to pick up a copy do pick up a copy and let me know what you think I'm looking forward to reading both those books that are in my inbox and um, post box I should say that post box not inbox I've actually got physical copies of these books um, a couple of others have arrived as well but I'm going to tell you about them another time because, um, yeah, I wanted to tell you about two today so that you could think about them rather than overwhelming you with all the books that have been coming through my, my front door. So, yes, those are the things that have come into my post box. And uh, let me know if you intend to pick up any of them. Okay, and now, I do say that a lot, don't I? I say, okay, I should probably say something else, but I don't know what I'm going to say. So I'm just going to go back to what I know and say, okay, so this next section I am calling for now something that lives rent-free in my head. And it might not be called that next time. It might not even appear next time. But at the moment, it's something that's in my head 
that I cannot stop talking about or thinking about. Um, and then I, I'll occasionally say it out loud and everyone will look at me and wonder what I'm talking about because I'll be in the middle of a conversation that no one else has heard. Um, so, and this time, the thing that is living rent-free, the thing that is living rent-free in my head is a program called Better. It was on BBC a few, a couple of months ago, and um, we kind of discovered it by accident. It was actually showing week by week on BBC One, but we discovered it on the iPlayer. Thought we'd missed it, because me and my husband, we'd love a good drama. Thought we'd missed it, so we decided to watch it. So we started watching it, um, sort of like binge watching it, and then he kept falling asleep, so we had to keep going back to the beginning. So, yeah, really, really annoying that is. Anyway, so we watched better. I have to confess, I missed half of one of the episodes because I had some work to do. I had some work to finish, so I had to go off and do that. But we watched most of it together. I'd say 95% of it together. And I we reconvened, obviously, for the last episode. Now, it is a story of a corrupt police officer who is who has been in cahoots with a gangster for a while and I'll read the little blurb to you Better is a British crime drama television series created and written by Sam Vincent and Jonathan Brackley about a corrupt police officer who attempts to turn her life around only for it to get much worse after her son almost dies corrupt police officer Lou Slack attempts to make amends for her sins and escape Cole McHugh the powerful criminal she has been working for. And it's really interesting because it's all about the emotions and these people and their backstories and their emotional internal lives, um, as well as the drama of being a police procedural about a crime and how Lou tries to get out of it and all the other things that happen around and Cole is like this awful um, gangster guy. And, you know... I'm on board for all that. I really enjoyed it. And then um and then the the ending. I just dunno. It was just weird. It just took off. It was on this it was like it was travelling on this road and it was all like pootling along and you know, it was alright. It was wasn't gonna set the world my world on fire, but I enjoyed it. I was enjoying it. And then it takes this sharp left and then another sharp right. So it's just like random proper random ending I, I was just like going what what's what's going on here is this really how they're going to end it I just yeah I you know and I have to hold my hands up I know a few people have been um should we say upset about the endings in my books and the stuff they didn't see coming but I can pretty much guarantee that no one saw what was coming at the end of Better. It was so out there, completely out there. I mean, the only thing that would have been more out there if they'd turned into vampires or aliens had come down. But other than that, no, don't think you could have ever guessed how that was going to end. Um, and you know what? You've got to respect it. You've got to respect the fact that they just, they just did it. Um, yeah. But anyway, 
that ending lives rent free in my head because I am so baffled. I am still so baffled. I think it's nearly three months later now and I am still really baffled by it. But if you've seen it, do let me know what you think because I, like I say, baffled, completely clueless. Anyway, if you have seen it, do let me know what you thought of the ending and what you thought of the drama. It was, um, I, I, like I say, it wasn't going to set my world on fire, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so there you go. Okay. Okay, so I've just done it again, haven't I? Okay, so. Right. We have arrived at the part of the big reveal podcast that I have been really, really looking forward to sharing with you. I mean, I have been looking forward to sharing all of it with you. And I'm really grateful if you're still listening because I've loved talking to you. It feels like I'm sitting, I'm sitting here talking to you and you kind of get what I'm talking about and you understand what I'm, what I mean about the things that I've been wittering on about. And I really, really hope you've enjoyed it too and that you will be back. But anyway, this part is the big reveal of the podcast, which is my book club choice. And I'm sitting here doing a little dance because I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about the fact that I've got a book club and that it's something that I hope that you lot will want to engage with. Um, I've always wanted to start a book club. Um, and I did when I moved to Australia, actually, I did start a book club as a way to meet people. And a couple of those people I'm still in touch with today. So that was over 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, about 15, over 15 years ago. Um, but this book club, you can join in. You don't have to leave your house. We can start having meetups online if you want. Um, but at the moment, let's just stick to me telling you what my book club choice is and why it is and you in return telling me what you think of the choice and whether you are going to pick it up because I really hope you do. And the first ever big reveal book club choice is Just Saying by Mallory Blackman. I love this book but let me first of all preface everything I'm about to say by saying I'm not a huge fan of biographies. Unless I'm reading for research, I just kind of avoid it. I'm a more a fiction person. But this book is just amazing. You know, this is Mallory Blackman we're talking about here. And I had to read it. And then I had to listen to it on um, audio. And it's just amazing. It's really relatable it's heartwarming it's maddening what she goes through is just maddening and you know how people have constantly strived to stop her from doing what she wanted to do from her dreams of being a teacher um that were dashed by a teacher at school and to the doctor who said she'd be dead by 30 these people, it just felt like when you're reading it, you just feel how they just seem determined to keep her down or to stop her from doing what she did. But you know what? She carried on. As you can see, she carried on. So, right. OK, I'm going to go back and read you the blurb. Why am I an author? 
The simple answer is because somewhere between my brain and my mouth, the words sometimes falter and fall and fail. But somewhere between my brain and my fingers, the words falter, fall and fail less often. Funny, frank and full of life lessons. Just Saying is the deeply personal and inspiring memoir from one of Britain's best love storytellers. Mallory's life has been an eventful one. This book charts her journey from being denied a career as an English teacher because of her race. The prognosis that she would be dead by 30. The 80 plus rejection letters she received from publishers through to the writing of her first children's novels, which would help to change the representation of race in literature. Despite all of the many setbacks, Mallory fastidiously held on to her dream of becoming a writer. For the first time, she shares the principles that have motivated her journey. Wonder, loss, anger, perseverance, representation and love. All of which have, been, all of which have played a unique role in inspiring her writing and her deep resolve and infectious zest for life. Just Saying is not just the record of an incredible life. It is also testament to a natural storyteller who continues to inspire new generations of readers and defy expectations. Um, it came out in hardback in October 22, and it's just coming out now in paperback. And honestly, buy this book. Buy this book and listen to this book. It's not only one of the best triumph over adversity books you'll ever read, it's warm, it's generous, it's funny and sad and so joyous. And also you'll be supporting the career of one of the most hardworking, consistently brilliant writers there is. I honestly cannot praise this book enough. I, I loved it so much. And um, when I decided to do this and set up a book club and rec for recommendations so that I can help you you know, make choices because there are so many books out there and there's so much to choose from and sometimes it is overwhelming. And if you're anything like me, and I really believe you are, sometimes you just need somebody to tap you on the shoulder and go, here, try this. And that is what I wanted to do with the Big Reveal podcast, the whole podcast, but particularly the book club element of it. And that is why... I had to choose Mallory's book, Just Saying, because, you know, I really wish I could just tap everybody on the shoulder and go, here, read this. It is just, it's just amazing. And um, I, like I say, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that's, I think that's all I can say. Have I used enough good words about it? Because it is truly brilliant. It's superb. It's just so, you know, when, when I finished it, I sort of like, flicked right to the front and started again. I didn't read the whole thing again, but I did then download the audio books. I wanted to listen to it. And because Mallory narrates it, it's almost like she was sat in my living room telling me her story and we were having a chat. Um, so yeah, so however you get your books, whether it's reading or listening, really, really do, if you can, pick this up and um, yeah, buy it read it tell me what you think of it because I don't know anybody who's read it who 
who has read it, who has not loved it. And um, I really would love you to, yeah, tell me what you think. So do, I'm just checking when the um, paperback is out. The paperback is out. Oh, the paperback came out on the 4th of May. So do, do, do pick it up if you can and have a read because, you know, she's just, she's just incredible. Okay, so there you go. Um, that is my very first Big Reveal book club pick. It is Just Saying by Mallory Blackman. And um, yeah, like I say, pick it up, read it, enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And that's it for now. I hope you've enjoyed your very first outing, entrance, beginning of the Big Reveal podcast with me, Dorothy Coonson. Um, do drop me a line with your thoughts about the things that I've um, talked about. If you've seen any of the things, if you've read any of the things, if you've listened to any of the things, I would love to hear from you. And um, yeah, and don't forget to send me your problems for I've got a book for that. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe um, if you fancy another dose of Dorothiness with the Big Reveal podcast. Um, apparently, it's really, really important for me to tell you that if you've loved this, if you've loved this little piece of Dorothiness um, in the Big Reveal podcast, that you leave a review because it helps other people to find it too. Um, yeah, so subscribe, leave a good review. If you didn't like it, don't leave a review, please. Just, you know, move on. Move on. There are other things out there for you. I can promise you that. Um, but, you know, seriously, though, if you do ha have enjoyed it, do leave me a review and um, or do contact me and let me know what you thought and... If there's anything else you'd like me to cover or to think about or to talk about, anything that you've seen, read, listened to that you think I might be interested in because, you know, me and you out there, we are on the same wavelength, I think. So, yeah, let me know if there's anything else you might like me to see if I want to cover on the Big Reveal podcast. And, um, yeah, well, that's it. So I really look forward to speaking to you next time and I really look forward to hearing from you and what you thought. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I was just waving then at the microphone. I think it's important that you know that. Bye. Bye.